Hello, welcome back to the 831 Podcast, episode 40. I said I'd try and get these out in quick succession now, and that's exactly what I've done. Um, it's great to, to be putting these together, and I've got a few more lined up as well, so hopefully we'll, we'll get these fired out for you. Um, we're back in lockdown, so I know a lot of you will maybe be listening to these, catching up on them. This might be your first one, but... Uh, please share. I want to try and get as many people on as possible. I'm specifically looking for someone who deals with like psychology or something like that because of the current situation. Lots of people are going to be struggling. So someone who maybe works in mind or deals with like depression or something. I think they'd be really good in these times for people to talk about it. So if you can help with that, please do. Also, local gyms like Trojan uh, Fitness, who's a long-term sponsor of mine, Sweatbox um a free academy uh like ministry of fitness in bristol so many of the local gyms to me are really struggling now because of this just share their share their information show support show love like everything they post um contribute where you can do what you can for these people uh that goes for all businesses but the thing is at the moment it's been massively overlooked it's just how important gyms are not just to the physical and to meatheads lifting weights up and down but to the community you know and they keep they keep relationships together they keep people on the straight and narrow it's just you know if you can help or if you can do something do it and i'm gonna try to and these these people have supported me for my whole career and i would love that you support them and that's not just if you're listening in scotland support your local gyms there don't don't support my guys who I'm supporting. Support your local gyms. Support the people who help you out. Um, we need this. We're all in this together. You know, we're all going to get through this. As shit as it looks, we're all going to get through this. We're going to look back at it and we're going to laugh. But businesses might not. So I'll be here talking shit for all of you for years to come. You'll be here sat listening. But, you know, it's the businesses that are going to struggle. So, yeah, support them, share their information. If they've got a Zoom class timetable, put it out there. Whatever it is you can do, let's all do it to help and hope that it works out, really. Um, other than that, yeah, I hope that you're all well. I'll put these out for you. I'm doing my quizzes on Facebook again. But basically, I just hope that you guys enjoy them. And this one, I love this podcast. It was brilliant. It's It's with one of my... I started MMA many years ago and I started it with Ronnie Mann and if people say bro, say brother a lot and they say this in the, like he's my he's my brother my MMA brother that couldn't be more true than with Ronnie we literally spent every day of the beginning of our careers together when it was just nobody else and he's been a huge part of my career a huge influence I'm a massive fan of his as a fighter um, and I'm a massive fan of him of him as a person as well. We had a great catch up. We had a chat. We had a laugh. He's a funny guy. Really enjoyed it. Listen to it. Enjoy it. Take it for what it is. You know, we're not we're not criticizing anybody on it. We're just having a laugh and having fun. And listen to it for that. You know, it it is what it is. I hope you enjoy it. Um, yeah. Other than that, I'm gonna try and get some more done. I've got some people lined up, but please. Female athletes, if you know female athletes, hit me up, let's get them on. I've, I don't have enough female athletes. I don't care if they're hockey players, if they're knitting champions. Let's talk to them. Why not? Everyone's got stories to tell. So let me know. Don't think, oh, no, but that won't be suitable. I won't contact them if it's suitable, but give me the idea or get them to contact me. Um, in the meantime, I've spoken enough here. You're about to hear me for uh, an hour and a half. So 
This is episode 40 of the 831 podcast, and I'm joined by the awesome Ronnie Mann. Okay, Ron, thank you very much for joining me, mate. No worries. How's no things? Worries. What's been going on? Not much, mate. Just locked down. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's we're pretty much We're in tier five, mate. Yeah, well, there we go. It's like there's a perpetual repetitive crap. Like, everyone I speak to, I either get like a, what's going on? They've got an exciting story. Or what's going on? Yeah. Fuck all, mate. Same as you. <laughs> Wait, so you can do a quiz, basically. Um, it's coming. There's a there's a 2020 quiz coming, possibly this week. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, because uh, that's what kept us sane in the last one, your quizzes. Yeah, I'm uh, like, when I kept seeing your names pop up, I was like, fucking Ron and that's on the quiz. Yeah, we want our loyalty cards and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get a T-shirt made up and sent to you for free, both of you. Yeah, wicked. <laughs> this is uh this is somewhat overdue you and i mate we sh- we were meant to have done this a, a long time ago but uh, you know i'm gonna get camera shy but that's it mate yeah i got you got to take you this long to work out something to talk about exactly exactly yeah. so you know i've been planning it all this time so first of all mate i think congratulations are in order the news is out there and stuff you're uh unfortunately for many you're going to be a dad right yeah yeah i am yeah i got a baby boy uh due in june um, excited yeah, really excited mate really excited it's like uh grown-up grown-up shit that is though mate it, it is grown-up shit now i have to stop being a kid myself now and try to act like an adult well my daughter's now 20 and she's pregnant so i'm going to be a granddad really <laughs> oh, yeah. no way in set like she's I, well. she's kind of remember, i remember you bringing her to the gym when she was like like small like tiny yeah yeah. yeah yeah 20 yeah. Pregnant. Crazy, mate. Honestly, I don't know. I don't even know where to go with it, mate. What's honestly, you called grumpy or granddad? Um, Wes. <laughs> Wes. Wes will do me just fine, mate. I don't. I like. I can't. I can't get my head around being a granddad it does like being a dad still now if you were to ask me now if i'm ready for kids i'd say no and i've got one so (laughs) i thought my daughter's 20 now i can let go and i can just act like i've not got kids now and she can (laughs) but yeah so it's downhill for me mate fair play are you excited then no no i didn't even get to have fun making this one you got to enjoy making yours yeah true that's lockdown, mate. That was lockdown. <laughs> that was lockdown. <laughs> a lot to answer for. Yeah. <laughs> Boris Johnson's fault. Well, yeah, let's just blame him for everything anyway. Yeah, exactly. Even right, if- trouble. Here comes trouble. Yeah, wait there. Is it? I, I mean, mate, to be fair, I've got kids already. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> mate, dog. Paul. You. Paul. Paul Chuckle, because obviously the other one's Barry. <laughs> no, we got we got Chuckle Brothers. Paul and Barry Chuckle Brothers, the dogs. Mate, there's two things. A, your dogs. Like obviously you you friggin' love your dogs. I knew that from when you had that pup off of Jeffra of my pup. Like yeah. you properly love your dogs. I, yeah. I mean it's not that I don't love my dogs, but my, a lot of my dogs are working dogs if I got the birds of prey and stuff, but your dogs are like your kids. They're like properly yeah, part of the family. So I've got some experience of having kids, I suppose. 
Yeah, it'd be just the same, man. Sure. <laughs> just... Except they shit in a garden. Like, yeah, you can contain the shit better in a nappy. <laughs> yeah, it's either that. You're either that or Jan. It's either Jan or the dogs. They're the two things yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. that your social media is full of. Yeah, it's, it's, to be fair, it's less of the fighting nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, not much of that happens with me. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit of coaching now. <laughs> how, long have, uh, how long have we known each other now? I met you. I can't remember if you were 15 or 16. About 16, 17, weren't I? I, think. 16, you, I know you weren't quite 17, so you must yeah. have been 16. I was trying to rack my brains earlier. I can't, couldn't remember how long it was. So, oh, yeah, my... now. now you do the math. 18. 18 years. 18 years. Jesus. That's insane. Jesus Christ. And you look, like, you look like you've aged five years. <laughs> I look like I've had 18 years being punched in the face by people like you. <laughs> it's hardly fair. Bloody hell. Eight. Yeah. That, that oh, is... yeah, yeah. So, you're saying that. You're, like I said, your daughter was like tiny at that, that, that time. Tiny, mate. Yeah, yeah. Just just a little kid. I remember Very bringing up some stuff. Actually got a kid on the way. It's insane, mate. Crazy. Grown-ups. Proper grown-ups now, mate. Yeah. The days of just travelling up to Cheltenham. Uh, like, just work on the door or, or don't work or do whatever. Just travel up to Cheltenham. Yeah, exactly. A few hours a day. No worries yeah. in the world. Now, yeah. look at Grown-ups. I don't regret it, though. Don't regret it a bit. No, at all. That I mean, to be fair, those uh, back in them days, mate, the beginnings were brilliant. It was fu- because I think as well, like we didn't really have a fucking clue. Like I mean, no. you were like you were among the best fucking fighters, one hundred percent in the UK, but within Europe. And I'd come to the classes, and there's this sixteen-year-old kid who's not only teaching me stuff, beating me up while he's teaching me stuff. I didn't like getting whacked anyway, so I got, be, <laughs> I got someone who doesn't mind whacking me, but he's little and he's young and he's better at everything than me. I was, I was like, fuck, you know. To be fair, I'm grateful for, for, the, for the sport, to get taken up, you know. But you know, I'm trying to help each other, other kids now reach their dreams. Yeah, it. yeah. Exactly, mate. I mean, uh, there's not. I think what people don't realise, and a lot of people nowadays, is like I think yourself and myself probably had the best out of the sport that a lot of people will ever get. In that we got to travel the world, we got to fight all over the world or corner all over the world, and a lot of that's lost now because there's a big domestic scene. Yeah, and plus kids are into their iPads nowadays, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I mean to be fair, mate, not many thirteen-year-olds who want to spend their time sparring and getting punched in the face, and then it's sixteen who wants to be getting kicked round a, a gym by Pele Reed like you were. Exactly. Yeah. No. No. They just play on their Fortnite. <laughs> I, I wish Fortnite was around then. What did that man said? That that's the way. That, mate, I say to everybody, like well, the people who I teach, when they first come in, I'm like, listen, my advice on fighting is don't fight. If you can do anything else, if you're happy. <laughs> Else. That's, that's my advice too. Do that. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's a shit life, even when it's great. Exactly. Yeah. Even your best fight, your your best fight where you've won and it's been amazing. I bet you can still remember the horrible weight cut. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah mate, that was the horrible part about the fight. I think that's what put me off of, off of it altogether. To be fair. Yeah. I, yeah. 
we've both let that side of things go now. Anyway, mate, we're, we've said goodbye to the weight cuts. Oh, mate, if I did go, if I did come back, it'd be like lightweight or like a catch weight or something. What are you walking around at? Sorry, mate. What's the next question? <laughs> um, last time I checked, ah, well, I think about eighty-five now. That's not too bad. That's actually come down loads. That's actually come down loads. Jesus. I mean, but I mean, like during the last lockdown, you know, the, the last proper lockdown, I got up to about 95, 94, 94. For me. Because I'm short, I'm only five six, a tall five six, obviously. Not like oh, I'm just below five seven. Um, yeah, I, I was I was looking like a bowling ball, mate. That is big, mate. To be fair, like my yeah. maximum's eighty nine. I'm about eighty six now. My maximum's about eighty nine. So for you to be that, I mean, you got massive legs, which don't help. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If Biff broke, Willie looks small. That's the only thing. Make <laughs> <laughs> you know what makes my Willie look small. Having a small willy. Guess uh, <laughs> me every time. I'm not going to say I ain't seen that before. No. <laughs> You've been a select group of people who haven't, to be fair. <laughs> I'm not gay, by the way. I'm just saying. <laughs> but considering you're 84 kilos, 85 kilos, and you fought yeah, at 61, 61's the lightest you fought at, right? Yeah, bantamweight. Fuck that. Yeah. Let's do that again. That, That's two years that did also as well like people like mma fighters will realize but like people who are just getting into the sport now and the newcomers won't realize like you you have a good solid frame at featherweight so to be at going down to bantamweight is eating everything everything out of you, you know me. i don't even know why i've done it to be fair i think it was like the americans when i was training because at that point i was training a lot in america and it's just obviously you know the Americans they, they cut a lot of weight so they, they, they kind of forced me not forced me they, they kind of talked me into you know dropping the bantam and yeah. like I done it and yeah I wore a t-shirt I ain't doing it ever again now so <laughs> no no it. it was just it it took away from you like you could tell you could just the way that you walked the next day the way that even when I see you seeing you in the change room yeah. okay. Uh, yeah, I just, poking out. Like, <laughs> even the next day after rehydration, you could just tell you weren't. Yeah. Huge, do you know what I mean? That's just, it was just extreme. Yeah, it was crazy. But... An extreme cut. I mean, you didn't have a small cut to feather, right? No, it was. Yeah, no, I was walking around about 75, 75 roughly. Yeah. And obviously, when it got to about five weeks, I was around about 71. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No. No, no, it wasn't comfortable, but yeah, no, it was doable. It was comfortably uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the one. Yeah, that's like, for me, if I do like 72, I'm all right with it. When I have to go to 70, it starts to, you know, like a few weeks out, I have to really think I can't have that bar chop. I can't have that biscuit. I got, I know I've got six kilos of water to do minimum. Yeah, but you're like me. You like your food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know I, mean? oh, I fucking love my food. Obviously, my mum's Thai. So she cooked a lot of Thai food, and it's hard not to eat that. Do you know what I mean? Well, uh, people, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely, man. And especially if people are cooking it for you. If you've got to cook your own food, then uh, you can be more selective. But if people are cooking you nice food as well, you're like, oh, yeah. go on. Go on. Yeah. I can squeeze oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. But 
I've done it. I don't know if it's the right way I've done it, but I've still done it. <laughs> Made weight every time. You like for like for me, you, I would say probably you're probably the most professional guy I trained with or have been associated with in the UK. I would say going back because I've known you so long and seen you for. I would say you're probably the most professional, as in you you took fighting as a profession when other people's when other people weren't really, you know, they, like back in our day, lots of people did it yeah. because they thought they were they they could have a scrap and stuff, you know, and it was cage fighting, it wasn't even MMA, and you were like you were like a professional guy. I was you know, I was, say I was the, the new era of that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like to. I, I mixed it up at that at that time when when it wasn't very evolved. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember. How old were you when you got your black belt? Uh, so I've had it seven years, just over seven years now. So to be fair, because I came away from the BJJ and I came yeah. back. You know what I mean? So I was like coming away and coming and going from it. I was just doing it for MMA at the time, so I wasn't really interested in BJJ. I just done it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, now I've been a black belt for seven years. I've got my second. I've, I'm, I've got my second degree at the moment, and yeah, so about seven, seven and a half years. Which is like really long. So I remember when uh, when we were doing a lot of BJJ it, Trojan and stuff. You were like light years ahead. You just like then obviously Matt Sellers started training with us, and he was just he was a big, heavy version, hard version. So he was like you. Yeah. He could get away with stuff that weren't wasn't necessarily technical, but he just had the build where you couldn't do anything to him, or he could just be strong in positions. You were like inverting when like nobody inverted. You didn't roll when people inverted on you, and like you were yeah. in, you know, like purple belt. You were inverting and like hip escaping that other people didn't do, pulling like butterfly guard when people like I can remember rolling on the mat and we'd be like, what the fuck is he doing? Just light years ahead of everyone, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, luckily, I'd, I had someone like Charlie back of me, so, like, you, you, as you know, acted like a father to me, you know, yeah. he sent me down to, like, people like Barolio to go and have private lessons with him on a weekly and stuff like that, you know, just to build up my knowledge, yeah. so, yeah, that helped a lot, yeah, so, that, that was good, you know what I mean? I mean, I mean, it does help a lot, and Charlie, uh, like, I didn't really appreciate Charlie as much as I should have until I started teaching, and... You see the bullshit excuses, and you oh. hear. I mean, l- listen. There's no two ways about it. When I first started, I didn't like getting it. I liked to grapple. I won. Then when I we would spar, and I'd enjoy sparring. But you'd drop me with a body shot, and Charlie would get you to punch me on the ground or something. And I. Just, <laughs> hey, I, hey, mate. I was just, I was a youngster, mate. I'm sorry for that. I'm, I'm <laughs> <just> now. <laughs> Ain't that any better? I haven't come out of that any better, Ron. <laughs> oh, I was only a kid, Wes. I didn't appreciate that. I, not that I felt singled out. I felt a bit like, fuck me, why am I not getting a break? And now when I look back, it's because Charlie was like, you've got to get through this. Once you've got through this, you'll never look back and think, oh, I wish I wasn't as hard, or I wish I wasn't as tough. You got, and he was trying to push me, but at the same time, he didn't have the time to just worry about me being a fucking pansy. We had a, a really big elite fight team, you know. So at that time, Trojan was what one of the best in the country, wasn't it? You know what I mean? It was like we had people from all over the world traveling to, to train with us. Yeah, 
and ass kickers, not just people from across the world. Like, I mean, you think of like people who came to Trojan and would have maybe started like Zelg. Like mm -hmm. Zelg is a world class fucking striker. Exactly. World class. Then you had people like John Phillips started his career with us. Do you know what I mean, yeah. he used to travel from Wales to come train with us. People came from America. People like it was just. We had James, obviously, at heavyweight, yeah. who take whatever you want to say about his skill, was it the highest level of fucking MMA at the time? Exactly. So Then yeah. we had Gary Turner would come up, and Pele was there, obviously, like striking-wise. It was just, yeah. It was... Yeah. No, I do miss those days, to be fair. I wish we had that now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could, go to gyms, you could go to gyms now, and they wouldn't have the talent pool that was there. Definitely not. Definitely not, mate. No, no, it's um, no, it's it's a shame that's, that we didn't carry it on. But yeah, what? So what? What made you get into it? Like, what made you, like? Were it, you? Yeah, was it Charlie? Charlie sort of took you down the line, or you were already interested? No, Charlie carried on further for me, but I got into it because obviously I met Charlie at a local title boxing club. Yeah. So obviously that's how I met Charlie. Luckily, I bumped into. To him, um, then he then he helped further my career. But like, uh, I got into it. Obviously, I used to love watching WWF. I used to love watching like John Cole Van Dam videos, Jackie <laughs> Chan. I used to love all that shit as a kid. You know, my brother was into Thai boxing. Um, obviously, he didn't he didn't he didn't ever compete. He just liked to watch it, you know, because he's obviously he's fully Thai himself. He's um, so yeah, he followed it a lot, and then we just we just started going to a local Thai boxing club, and then um, and then I met Charlie. Then obviously from there. Like the rest is history, basically. You know, I mean, I, I started doing like jujitsu as well. We weren't like Brazilian jujitsu. It was like a modern sort of Japanese jujitsu. Got my black belt in that. Um, yeah, it was it was good, man. Yeah, that's it. How old were you when you first competed? In MMA? No, no, no. At any at anything? Oh, anything. Uh, about 13, 13, 14. That was it, like a jiu competition. Um, yeah, which is like. At, at the time, it, like it was at that, like I said, it was that Japanese jiu-jitsu competition. Like it, it used to be called a kumite, which basically you could strike like karate style of striking, and you could take them down and submit them and stuff like that as well. Yeah, you know I mean, like a, it weren't like traditional as in like wrist locks and like like a kido type. Yeah, yeah. It was like more of like a sporty. So it wasn't. I would say it went some far from BJJ, but it, it's you know it's, it was. Long those months, I think, but not not quite, not nowhere near as good as BJJ. Yeah, it's like a, it was like a, a like the beginnings of MMA sort yeah, of shit. Yeah, like yeah. you can strike a bit, and there are some takedowns. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and then so what about your first proper striking fight? Uh, 15, 14, 14, 15, something like that. Yeah, a tie fight or a boxing match or uh, tie tie boxing. Yeah, full tie rules or. Uh, it was like a three. It was like two, yeah, three two-minute rounds or three three-minute rounds. I can't remember. It was, it was started off with what you call C-class at the time, and um, yeah, so it was just like you know, like the knee to the head, um, just the, just the basic rules of that. So it was no shin guards, and yeah, it was full-on. It was full-on full apart from that. Yeah, no elbows, no knees to the head, and but yeah. it was allowed. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, I was fighting adults at the time, which is quite a daunting thing when you're a kid and you're a teenager, right? Yeah. So, and I just got used to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like my nerves in comparison to 
when I was fighting in those days to my last fight, it's still the same. Like you know what I mean? I'm you still get you still get the same nerves, don't you? Every time. Do, I'm not sure about you, but I yeah, was... I, mean, I remember. Like I remember your first MMA fight. I fought on the same show, and it was um. I can't be Paul Hennessy show. It was uh oh, oh that one that wasn't my first MMA fight, but first pro, first under pro rules, right? No, no, it was like my second. No? Like, it was one of my earlier ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, obviously, when I I fought in Shuto in Shuto, yes. Holland, that was yeah. my first pro MMA fight, and I had to because I was seventeen at the time. I had to lie about my age, <laughs> so I was training at Mike's gym. Yeah, and I fought a French guy. Yeah, Nayib Hezam or something his name was I can't remember but he, he's done well he's done alright since um, but yeah I beat him fucking cracked me oh, fucking hell that's, like, that's an adult punch you know what I mean yeah uh, um, yeah I beat him I ended up beating him with armbar or triangle I can't remember but, um, yeah and then obviously yeah because I, like, I remember that night uh, we both fought on the same card um, yeah, well, I remember yeah. you were nervous I can remember you being nervous and I can remember me being like I, it was my third fight, I think, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I always, like, I don't really get nervous. I, I don't, it's, it's hard to explain for me. I just want it to happen. I'm like, I'm not yeah, nervous. Yeah. Like, let's just fucking get on with it now, because whilst I'm stood around here, I don't want to fight. So when, let's just get in there, and let's just have a fight, you know? And I see some people, like, I mean, James Thompson used to be sick a load before he used to fight. He used to get really nervous at some stages, you know? And yeah, yeah. high-level guys would get really nervous. And I used to be like a bit like let's just let's just do it now. Let's just I don't like, even on the door when people are just gonna kick off on the door or something, it's the argument, first of all, I don't like. If we're fighting, we're fighting. If we're not, let's not let's not have all this bit horrible bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. You just wanna cut straight to the chase, don't you? You don't want yeah. to the in betweeny part, that's 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 the nerve wracking part. The waiting. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So yeah. to be young, like to be young like you were and at the beginning of the sport, of course, now loads of young people fight, but to be young and in, in the sport like you were, I can imagine it must have been daunting, <laughs> like a boy. You've got to remember, at, at that time, it was like all testosterone. Like you said, it was all like dormant and like people think they're street fighters doing it. You know what I mean? It wasn't It, it wasn't as much of a sport in those days, was it? It wasn't as like a skilled sport. It was more of a fight. It was a fight, yeah. Yeah. If it was a skilled was... sport, I would have lost a lot. Yeah. I mean, that, that, yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> you would, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, no, it, no, now it's a sport, isn't it? It's a skilled sport now. Yes. Do you know what I mean? That's 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 the difference between now and then. But yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm glad I kind of paved the way for some of the people, some of the lads, you know. So, oh, mate, I paved the way a hundred percent. Yeah, especially in your area, like it's not, it's it's nuts that Cheltenham. <laughs> was like the hub for one of the biggest teams in the UK. What the fuck is going on in Cheltenham? Do you know I mean like no, some nice architecture and a race course? The Gold Cup, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's it. That, that's about it. I mean, I think you had Chris from Love Island as well. That's about... No, we, we got my mate Frankie. He was in a couple of Love Islands ago. Oh, yeah? He was in Love Island. Only, in four, only for a couple of weeks, but he was... <laughs> 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 but it's a hub. It was a hub for like the one of the biggest MMA clubs the whole of England's ever seen. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So you went, you went to Mike's uh, gym a lot. Like for people who are listening who don't really know the name Mike's gym, a 
wash your mouth out. And B, it's like where Manhoff was from, uh, Badr Harry, like top, top guy. Yeah, loads of fighters there. Like I, I only went there once and it wasn't on a sparring day. So I'd, I used to hear stories about like what it was like at Mike's. And people used to say like it was fight day, it wasn't sparring day, you know? Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. I, I used, uh, talking about nerves, I used to get nervous for that as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. They used to have like dorms in the in the um, in the gym, so obviously that's where I'd stay um, later on down the line. And like, I used to sit in the bedroom thinking about the sparring sessions. The next thing, oh my god, like, you know, I'm just try and pick my my partners wisely, try and pick the kids. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but was, even then, they're alright as well. Like Mike wasn't managing it. Mike went right. You with you, you with you. We're just you're just here to spar. Exactly. Yeah. There's footage, isn't there, online? Uh, the two brothers, grown heart brothers, and they're going at it with each other, like real hard. Yeah, that's a, yeah, but it's, it's it's about online somewhere. It was it was quite viral on the like for like MMA pages and stuff like that. But, I would have seen it, I'm sure. I mean, it was you, uh, would, you would have seen it, but it, it was like it like uh, an underground, low ceiling sort of like basementy sort of place, isn't it? I mean, it, like it was like. Yeah. You were like enclosed, and everything looked worse because everyone was rammed in there, and it was all exactly. tight and all enclosed together. Exactly, it's like a national sport over there to get kickboxing. Oh yeah, hey, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. and so that was your first pro fight out there. Yeah, Baptist yeah. of Fire. I had that. No, not that. Fight. It wasn't that fight, but I think like a couple of couple of other fights down the line over there. I had like Alistair Overeem in my corner. Yeah. You know what I mean? A skinny Anna, Alistair Overeem. This is when he was fighting Pride. Yeah. This is not, when he was not, good. Not uh, Alistair Overeem 2.0, where he's. Yeah. yeah. The so, Resurrection. Yeah. yeah. Like he, uh, Alistair then, man, when I, watch, when I watch Alistair now, I'm like, you should retire because you're, you're not. That's, you're not even a, an example of what you were. But then, then you say that, and then he pulls it off sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. His last fight, he, he, he smashed him, didn't he? Yeah, he, so, he, he beat his last fight. I can't who it was, but he does. He does this. His striking now looks like his worst part of his game. I know, I know. I watch him. What's happened? He was a K one champ at one stage, wasn't he? Like K one stand up K one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had like amazing. He's had amazing fights with like. Uh, he fought Badder. Did he beat Badder Harry? He beat Badder Harry once, I think, and then Badder Harry come back to beat him. Yeah, like one of the best strikers that. Was ever like growing up, obviously a beginning of the sport. When you'd see Alistair, you're like, oh man, this guy's sure. Now you watch him, like, you're not even in the top 10 of strikers in the heavyweight division. No, oh, I know. But saying that, Go Kansaki as well, he got knocked out in the, yeah. in the UFC. It's nuts how um, the small gloves could change it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Change the, change the game massively. And then Crow got knocked out by Gonzaga with a head kick. Yes. Yeah, it was his own move. Yeah, <laughs> left head, left yeah. high head. Right. There's no small glove excuse there. It's a shin. <laughs> no, it's a big shin excuse that one, mate. Yeah. It's a big shin excuse. Yeah. You think? Uh, you think you'll let your little? What you'll encourage your little one to train and fight? Oh, oh I do. I, you know, I don't want to be one of those pushy parents. You know, if he does it, then I'll, I'll be fully behind him. See what I mean? I'll say that, but I'll probably force him straight away. Right, get, get in <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'll force him, Wes, but I've already got his shorts made. <laughs> now you know I've, I've come across it loads you know it, at my time of coaching get so many pushy parents and the kids just go off it by the time they're like in their teens you know what I mean 
Yeah, yeah. That's that's the problem. You get loads of talent, you know, but their parents are too pushy, you know. Um, yeah, and then, and then by the time by the time they're in the teens, they're sick of it. They're sick of their parent pushing them and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, mate, I, I hear you. Like, the, like kids who I've taught before, young kids. Like, I mean, I've taught, like, kids who were, like, five, six and stuff. And literally, the parents are shouting. I'm like, oh, Sammy, pay attention. I'm like, leave him. Like, I would yeah. rather he was in the gym every session running around ignoring me than at home. Because in a yeah. minute, he's going to feel so comfortable that he's here, he'll start paying attention. Like, just yeah. literally. Yeah. Let them be here. Let them have fun. Because training's got to be fun before it's learning at the moment. Yeah. Let them have fun eventually you'll start learning you know and then as it progresses you see people they, they think oh yeah my son's got a bit of talent my son's got a bit of talent but they don't yeah. let that develop they want to force it out of them yeah exactly no that's that's true that's true so hopefully he gets into it you know you know hopefully uh you know well, we'll see we'll just see when we can't can't really say anything now you <laughs> already hopefully he'll be into it but it is all he's going to be allowed to watch <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, maybe watch little Peppa Pig or anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> UFC one <laughs> from, the, from the beginning. <laughs> what? Um, when's the last time you fought? Uh, Crawford. So Dan, Daniel Crawford. I lost that fight. Not Crawford. Yeah, Bama, Bama. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, I lost my last two fights. One, the 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 Lapilus. Lapilus, I lost two on points. Crawford, I got caught. It's got swarmed on. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. But yeah, it's one of them. I, to be fair, I wasn't in the fight. You know, I was coming towards the end, and that I was. It was just going for emotions for me. You know, at the time. You know, I, like I still look at the. I, I still look at the featherweights now. I think, oh, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm not going to say no names in particular, but I, I you know, I, I think sometimes I get the itch, and sometimes I do it. Now, and then I stand up and shadow box a little bit, and then I get tired. And, oh, fuck this. That's what's going on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> But, yeah. Nah, nah. I know, mate. Yeah, you, yeah. I was talking to Shaky. Uh, I did one of these with Shaky the other day, and uh, I was yeah. talking to him, and he said, like, he's 50 years old. He still gets the urge now. He still wants to do stuff. And, like, yeah. you, like Paul Reed, and I'm like, like he, he's 50, coming on 50, he's still getting the urge. And I'm like, for me, all the time, I wake up every morning thinking, I could still do it. And then I spar with our guys who are coming through the ranks. And I'm like, yeah, I could do or Nad when he had his last fight and sparring with Nad and stuff, training yeah, with him. Yeah. I could still do this. And then one morning I wake up and I can't put my sock on and I'm like, fucking hell. What? <laughs> That's why I didn't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like you just also what it's the stuff you have to give up. Like Exactly. That's that's everything. Even doing this would be hard. Doing podcasts, slotting in an hour and a half to two hours mm-hmm. to to do this would be really freaking hard. Yeah, definitely. Because your whole day is everything to do with fighting, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, life goes on hold for training, isn't it, really? Basically. Yeah, exactly. Everything's training. And, like, obviously, the lengths I used to go through in my training camps, I can do. I don't think I could do that now, to be fair. Yeah. So if I did, if I was to put myself, if I was to put myself into another fight, like, obviously, I used to travel to America or travel to Holland or something. Like, I mean, get, get myself away so I could purposely fight do it now especially with a one on the way yeah the thing is well you wouldn't want you don't want to like that's the that's the other thing like it's not like you could do it if you if you made the sacrifice but do you want to make the sacrifice like no i don't want to be away from the people i love and the people i want to spend time with 
so that other people can punch me in the face anymore. Exactly. But, you know, I do get the urge sometimes. Uh, you know, tomorrow, if you ask me tomorrow, I might think differently. Yeah. Do you train much? Yeah, I still train. I, was, I, was still, I still get the rolling in. I still have a little spar here and there. Yeah. You know I mean? Obviously, it's, it's with like you know my, my, my students at my place and stuff more than anything. I don't go anywhere specific. Yeah, it's more down at my gym. You know, helping them pre- prepare for their stuff. But you've got good level guys there, right? Like the Figlacs yeah. are training with you a bit now, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I coach them now. And the the younger is it Michael the younger one? Michael, yeah, that's it. That's it. He's looking like a fucking monster. Wait, they're both monsters. They're yeah, both, yeah, they they are. They're both beasts. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Wait for them to, you know, get out there and, and show show their talent. Like obviously, I, like my, I really paid attention to Michael because he was fighting Bernie, so I watched a bit of tape on him and stuff and that. And then it, when he fought Bernie, he was ten times better than his previous fight. It was like yeah, a different. Yeah, so, but maybe he's he's, he's, early, he's in early twenties. He's in his early twenties. So yeah, and I think also their styles brought out the best in each other. And Michael just had that bit more that day to give that bit yeah. more. Like, not even that he wanted it more, he just had that bit more in him. And I watched him in that fight. And of course, I spar with Bernie, so I know Bernie's no joke. Um, but I could tell Bernie wasn't performing like Bernie after the first round because Michael had an answer for everything. Or when Bernie landed a big shot, and he would say wobbling for want of a better word, if he would say wobbling or moving back, Michael would find a way to recover, circle off, take the time. He wouldn't be like a, a young. One and O fighter who just wanted to re-engage and get the fight to the ground. Yeah, no, he's a beast. Mate. He's been doing it since he was young. I mean, I was sparring with him in preparation for my last few fights. Yeah, so, yeah, the beast. The both beasts, like I said. Like, obviously, Matt's Matt's the top bigger uh, ranger one. He, he fights at weight weight now. I mean, he was unlucky against his um, against uh, Ian Gary. The, Tough the, fight. Uh, Tough. Yeah, you know, ever since, since then he's he's proved himself and he's he smashes. Recent opponents, so yeah, yeah. Know. But the only the only problem with Matt, he's got fragile hands at the moment. He's he's had a he's he's broke his hand and he I don't think he got it repa- uh, repaired properly. And um, ever since then, every time he touches it, it's, it breaks. You know, so yeah. fragile. Is he? Oh yeah, you're. I remember your arm, mate. Yeah. So people like that. I don't know what like, what Matt's like, mate. To like coach, like, can you hold him? Always want to train. Like, can you like people like that? A lot of the time, you can't. You're like, listen, just have a couple of weeks of not eating bags, not eating pads. Just do. You can't keep them out of the gym. That's the problem. You can't yeah. keep them out of the gym. They literally, they got keys to the gym. They got keys to the gym. They go there. They're literally there every day, twice a day. Like, literally, I'll, I'll, I'll go there in the morning. They're there. Like, I can go home. You know what I mean? <laughs> off. You know what I mean? That's, a, that's Yeah, you can't get rid of them. No, I don't want to get rid of them, obviously. But you know, you. <laughs> They're just there all the time. I hope they listen to this and realise that you don't want them there anymore. That's They're an asset to the team, to be fair. Look, to be fair, I I mean, I got no... uh, Listen, this is the fight game, and I've coached lots of people, and Bruni's a teammate, and they had their fight, and and Mike beat him fair and square in a really good close fight. I had Mike winning it. Um, Some people said, oh, I had Bruni winning it. I had Mike winning it, so by a round. So for me... Bernie's decent, man. I don't know. I don't know why why, why he's laid off it. Well, it's a lockdown, but and two kids, lockdown, oh. two kids. Ah. He runs. He runs Sweatbox as well. So it's one of those things. Like then he 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 promotes True as well. So that he put a lot of work into that. He did. He was going to fight near that, but then I don't think he realised how much effort True was going to take. 
that out of him. Um, he is an absolute beast, and he's one of those stupid people who, like, I can be on top of him, but he can just, with no technique, explode, and you're off him. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. got one of those stupid, explosive, powerful-type bodies. But, uh, yeah. yeah, in that fight, look at you just... I, I can't say anything bad about Mike from that fight. I had him winning it, and he looked class. He got clipped with a few big shots. He fought really well. What can you say? And he's gone on to do brilliant things. His last fight, I thought he looked superb. Yeah, 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 against the guy from Next Gen, isn't it? Um, yeah. Knocks him out. Knocks him out. Yeah, and the one before that, Oban Elliott. Oban. Yeah. Killed yeah. him as well, you know? Yeah, so you work, you work with them guys a lot, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't, like, obviously, I don't take the credit for, like, their, match, their matchmaking for him or managing them, but, but I, I do train him with their grappling and I hold the pads for him and stuff. And they come, obviously, they, they train at my gym, 90% of the time. Yeah. Got to Trojan do their sparring, that's, and then obviously Paul, Paul, man. Yeah. Stuff, so, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I do, I, yeah, no, I do like him a lot. They're, they're, they're good lads. They're good so lads. How often are you coaching? Me? Pretty much every day, to be fair, mate. Yeah, full time? Yeah, full time. Full time, that's, 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 that's my job. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm working with, how much of that's working with fighters? To be fair, not that much. I mean, about a quarter of it, quarter of the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's hard at the moment. I mean, everyone wants to do it as a hobby. You know what I mean? It's, it's new to everyone now. It's, it's, it's cool now, isn't it? Cool yeah. thing. I'll see BJJ is, 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 is like that sort of cool sport to do. Yeah. It's not like a cheesy martial art. It's not like karate back in the day. Do you know what I mean? It's like, sir, sir, it's the new surfing. Like BJJ. Yeah. You surfing. Like I've obviously trained a lot in California, and you can go to somewhere like Studio 540, and it's like the coolest place in the world to be. There's no, Definitely. there's no affiliation. So the amount of people who just roll through there, and next minute you're on the mat, and like Marcelo's just popped in with someone, yeah. and or Dylan Dennis has come by, and you're on there doing a no game. Oh, do a roll? It just, it's mind blowing that it's. it's just so cool a thing that you know, like it's flip flops and shorts, and it's like, exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, yeah, going back talking about the politics thing is crazy, isn't it? You know, when it comes to PJ James, politics and stuff, I mean, I can't stand it. You know, I mean, we need more places like you were talking about there, five Jim 540, whatever it's called, Jim 540, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that, like. We, we came up like that. Like, that's how we... Because of Trojan, we had open-door policy. Then when yeah. I had Olympians, obviously, I encouraged it. Let's get as many people down the spar as we could. So you had you lot. Then the Welsh lot would come. And we'd have, like... You know, sometimes there'd be 12, 14 of us, all ranked. Exactly. In a great session. The politics side of it, for me, I think, like, why... The, the whole point of this sport is evolve and be the best you can be by amalgamating lots of different things. Exactly. Why are you... Why are you not training with as many different people as you can? Fucking weird, I think. But it's weird. It is. It's one of them, isn't it? It's it is. What um, what I've always wondered this. What would you think is your toughest fight? My toughest fight. Fucking myself, mate. In my head, like going yeah. back to the things. Yeah, myself. Yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of tough fights, but my toughest fight was, like I said, it's me. At the end of the day. Um, you think uh, saying that you think sports psychology and stuff could have helped you or is it just stuff that you yeah were... I mean I uh, I mean 
I used to get I used to get a lot of uh, uh, sports psychology sessions off of Tony. Tony yeah. used to now like uh, Tony Myers. Um, yeah, yeah, that used to help me a lot. But well, it's just it's still it's still always going to be there. Do you know what I mean? So it is it's one of them really. Um, just yeah, I know it's just battling nerves all the time. I mean, uh, fight game's a fight game. You know, you, you know you're always going to be in for a tough fight no matter what. I mean, sometimes you might finish from quick, sometimes you don't. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I can't think. What my t- what my t- I'm just trying to think of what the fights that stood out in terms of toughness. Um, the sharp fights, my world title fight, sharp fights. Uh, that was quite tough. That was five rounds. That was my first five rounder I've ever done. Um, Different kettle of fish training from five rounds. Oh, mate. Fucking hell. <laughs> like, yeah. One. Mate, I just I remember when I did it for uh when I fought Man War Four, I had to train for five rounds, and um I just knew, just knew when I step in there, there's no one in the UFC or anywhere else who's more prepared or fitter or I've done it. There's I can't be anymore at my peak because if you're doing five rounds, you can't opt out. There's, at three rounds, you sort of find places to, but when there's five rounds, there's none of that. Yeah. You know, you've got to be, be a beast for 25 minutes. Yeah, you're, you're going to hit your exhaustion mark in training <laughs> and you're still going to have rounds left, 100%. Yeah, nice. No, um, yeah, that was pretty tough. More more so for the physical side of things. Uh, um, Ashley Grimshaw, back in my early days, in my first fight with him. Oh, yeah, cage that, rage. Yeah. That was a wasn't it? That was a... That was a good little fight. That was a good well, that was a tough fight because you were young as well. So you're young. The biggest stage you could be on ever in the UFC, really, or Pride, really. Yeah, so yeah. stage, amazing card, and an amazing fight with you two. Yeah, that was a. That, that, uh, was that the same one as Manhoff versus Cyborg? Same card. Uh, no, that was the second fight I fought. Um, yeah. No, that wasn't that card anyway. No, it wasn't that card. But that. You're talking about Cage Rage on the main show. No, this the first fight I had with him on Cage Rage. Yeah, so that yeah. was in Caesar's Palace. Yeah, yeah. At the Caesar's nightclub, whatever it's called. Caesar's. Who was it? Caesar's? Oh, I can't even bloody remember. It was Caesar's nightclub, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, in London somewhere. Yeah. I was like, there. That's all I know. I was there. Yeah, yeah. No, and, um, yeah, that was that was a tough fight. That was a tough little scrap. I mean, it ended up being a draw, didn't it? A majority draw. I thought I won to be fair, but that, that's the one where you jump in the air. Yeah. You use, the, you use that for the like the, the, the DVD cover and all that. They use that for like <laughs> their, their little promos and stuff. Yeah, that was when we was allowed to stamp in uh in um what's it called in 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 Cage Rage. Yeah. Put the they put the tried to implement the pride rules in their own little way, didn't they? Yeah, because it was like a, I don't know. They, you had to wait for the referee to allow you to do it or something. And you had to say open, didn't you? Like you're open yeah. and stuff, and then once you're open, you could jump on them or stamp them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was pretty cool, wasn't it? It was a bit different, but yeah, that was good. That was wicked. I remember. I uh, I always wanted to fight with stamps or headbutts, and there was one show called Fin Fight, still allowed headbutts. So yeah. I got I got offered a fight. We like either Paul or someone negotiated me a fight in Fin Fight. And uh, I was like, yes, I can fight with headbutts. Just because I might have got my ass kicked, but how cool is it to fight with headbutts? It's like yeah, that. Exactly. It's gone now, you know? So I was like, wicked. And then something like a month before, the Finnish government made him change the rules and you couldn't headbutt. I was like, well, I'm fighting there. <laughs> now, eh? <laughs> I don't want to go fight some really hard Finnish guy if I can't headbutt each other. Like, no, I'm not in. Um, no, what, uh, what, what else? Oh, I forgot now. Well, 
there was another fight as well that was quite tough. It just sprung to mind. But yeah, no, Robbie Oliver was quite tough. Yeah. And took me down, took me down, took me down. I lost that fight obviously on points, but it just like it was just so frustrating. Like at the time, I I never really fought uh, like a solid wrestler like him. Yeah. Or an English guy who was quite a good wrestler. Yeah. Uh, and a his style was not not like a take you down like a yeah. job or something a grinder like when he fought Lee Remedios as well like yeah. Oliver can take a punch so he'll take a punch to get in on you he can take a punch and then when he gets on top he's grinding and yeah. like working away at you this is more frustrating more than anything I just couldn't do anything like you know what I mean like, you know, I knew he wouldn't finish me but I knew, at the same time it's just one of them like, it's just like, he kept taking me down I was like for fuck's sake do you know what I mean it's one of them yeah, yeah. And he, he, he had that man strength on you as well he was older wasn't yeah, he a bit yeah, problem that. That's it. I was still young, so I got to remember that. Yeah. But, yeah. That's yeah. like a who's who there, mate. Like going back, I, like I can't remember the last time I fought someone like Robbie Oliver. That is like right back in the day. Yeah. But yeah. what? What a guy, man. This like pff, I sit here now talking to you about fighting, and it's such a like you just realise it's such hey, a different sport. Yeah, I remember getting the through the post MMA. Is it MMA Universe? Yeah. And it, I used to get the flyers for. Um, what was the one in Bristol? Oma Combat. Oma Combat. You was on there. Yeah. Uh, James Thompson. All those, all those lot back in the Ross day. Mason. And I, I was like, I think I was like 13, 14 at the time. I was like, I want to go and watch that. I, watch that. <laughs> I never got to watch it. Obviously, no one take me to Bristol to watch it. But <laughs> right, I used to get the flyers and like, like try and fucking try and get some, say one of my, like, well, my nan or someone to take me, Jan the Chad. <laughs> You know what I mean? But she was having it. Well, not coming. It was like. I know. She'd be made a bed, mate. It was like, get. It was like, you look at it now, and I'm like, there's not a single fight on the yeah. cards that would realistically, you would look at on an MMA fight now, and your card now, and you'd be like, yeah, that was all right. Like, I even like Ross Mason had really good stand up, and I watch it now, and I'm like, Oh, fucking hell like that's like there's so many holes in that game yeah. like, just, yeah, exactly. like, Soul Gilbert and people like them were like huge Gilbert, yeah, yeah. and you watch them now and you're like and then me I was yeah. like I was like nearly up near the top of the card I'm like I was a fucking donut who did you know <laughs> like, I'm not... yeah obviously you had all the locals from Bristol like Kev O'Hagan and stuff didn't you back in the day doing it uh, yeah. Fight against Sammy Berry. Kevin Hogan, wasn't it? Uh, uh, Bingy Dojo, what's it called? What's that? That's where you started, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, with Kev. He, they never had um, they never had their dojo. Then Kev used to teach out of a little like underground place in Kingswood, and he yeah. used to teach, like we we shadow box and stuff with MMA gloves on the whole class, and it was just like circuits and sprawls that we'd have your MMA gloves on. <laughs> teach some stuff and then um me and james obviously james was like, oh yeah you should do this but i think it was because i was a judo guy so i knew a little bit of ground stuff so james would want me to help yeah. ground stuff and uh so him and i used to train together every day so we'd I, he'd be my main sparring partner and Ke we'd go see kevin o'agan or we'd go see arthur meek so that would be like our two guys he's like k2 i think his club's called now arthur isn't it like mark godbeer's trained out of there and stuff and uh that was like our training. My training partner was James Thompson, and I'd get to rule a bit with Kevin Egan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Jesus, whatever happened to that? They. Who's the, who's the promoter? Dale. Dale. 
Dell and there was another guy, Ben. Dell and Ben, wasn't it? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of Dell's last name, but I don't know what happened, but they've got a YouTube channel now, so all the fight shows are up on their YouTube channel. Yeah. Ultimate Combat YouTube. So if you want to yeah. go back and see how bad. You posted one on Facebook the other day. Is that Ultimate Combat? Yep. Did you watch it? Yeah. Were you embarrassed? No. <laughs> That's what? what I had. <laughs> done the dance, I think. Done the dance, me. Yeah. Done the dance. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and then I remember all my combat were so big into like press and stuff back in the day. So I did that dance, and then it was in like it, it wasn't fighters only, but it's a magazine like that. And they mentioned the dance, and they were talking about the dance. So in the next show, they were like, "Oh, if you win, you're going to do the dance." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's my victory." <laughs> I beat Thomas Henriksen and I had to do the dance because I felt obliged. So I did the dance at the end of like a, I got a decision that one. So I did the dance. I was like, fuck me, when's this going to end? And then the next one was like, you're going to do the dance. I was like, oh, <laughs> So I still do the dance now. Yeah. Part of you now, isn't it? You know, that's you, that's, you're known for the dance. <laughs> Not a lot else to known for. You should have done it on Take Me Out. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh. Just saying, just saying, you'd mate, you'd have been going to Fernando's. <laughs> Perhaps I just shouldn't have gone on Take Me Out. <laughs> just saying, you could have done it because I reckon a girl would have left the light on. That dance, just one girl. Well, yeah, you'd have. <laughs> well, yeah, loads of them, you know. <laughs> what a fucking awful thing to do after winning a fight. Some stupid dance, like I don't, I, and it's still I have to do it now. So I do it, like I, when I beat Lawrence, uh, I did the dance because what am I like? You got to do the dance, right? Taking half that was. Oh, oh, it was all right. Yeah, it just like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good. That was no, mate. That was nice. That was really it, like, it, you know, you would have had this. You know, when you have a fight, like I had it in my head. We'd spoke before, and I was like, I'm just going to pressure him. I'm going to pressure him. And Paul Reed was like, wrestle him. Take him down. Like, he's going to hit hard. Wrestle him. Take him down. So we started, like, trading, and he clinched with me. And as soon as he clinched with me, I was like, oh, you, there's no way you can take me down. There's no, like, you could yeah, pick yeah. me up, but you're not going to take me down. Your wrestling's not good enough. And then at one point, I shot on him, and I was like, fuck, he's strong. Because he's short he's, as well. He's a strong boy, he's a strong boy mind. I mean, yeah. I trained with him. Um... Yeah, because obviously he trains, he's from Trojan, isn't he? So yeah. I go there to spar, though, later on down yeah. the line. Uh, so, yeah, he's a strong boy. He's not, technically, he's not there. Yeah. He, 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 technically, he's not very good at all, but strong. Yeah, he's strong. He's got physical physical strength. Yeah. Very, he was strong, yeah. And then once we started box, boxing, I heard Paul shout to him, don't box with him. And I was like, oh, that's it, yeah. man. Like, I'm just going to come at you now. I'm ready. But yeah. everything was like, I just felt eventually like, Things have slowed down, and I'm in complete control. I can just walk at you. Oh, yeah, you, just... looked it. you looked at it, to be fair. You looked at it. Like, Thanks, I was, mate. Mate, I was... I was um, obviously, because obviously he's from Cheltenham. Obviously, Cheltenham's quite a small town. And obviously, everyone knows everyone. And obviously, I was sat with a lot of Cheltenham. Lot, and I was obviously cheering for you. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's looking at me like, what the fuck? You're meant to be one of us. You're meant to be Sport well, Lawrence. Watch the video back now, mind, and clarify that, Ron. Don't just if I ever hear you talking to Lawrence, you're like, I'll cheer for you, Lawrence. The whole time. No, 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 because no, we go back because uh, 18 years, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, there you go, 17 years at that time, wasn't it? Yeah, 17 years. There's a relationship somewhat there. 
Yeah, it's a relationship. But um, then you, uh, mate, you did something as well that I don't know. If, I don't know if any UK guys really going to get a chance to now. And you fought MMA in Japan. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. Didn't like I? that was my dream, really. Like. I would have liked to have gone UFC, obviously. Like, I went to the Ultimate Fighter, so I wanted to go UFC. I'd be a dickhead to say and I didn't. But, like, my dream now, if I got a phone call now to fight in Japan, I would 100% take the fight. I always go in there and corner and in pride. I was like, wow, this is, like, it's so different to the US. It's so different to everything. It's crazy. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I mean, like, I remember, I remember, I, I, I probably left a skidder in my pants. Because the fireworks were so loud, at the oh, yeah. of the show. I was like, "Fucking hell!" I didn't even realize how how loud they were. Yes. Like, we went because they they introduced us first to the to the crowd before the the events like yes. the, the event, and like these fireworks just went off at, at the middle of nowhere. And I fucking shit myself, and like, I think you see me jump as well. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean, the, the other lads in the comp, in the competition already been there and done it. Like, that was my first time. Like, I was like, bloody hell! And on that first, I think the first trip there. I was on the same plane as Oasis. What? Oasis. We're on the same plane. Like, I didn't speak to him. I just, I seen him at the immigration, uh, the queue, because uh, I had to queue up in a different queue because I had a, a different type of visa. Yeah. And they, they had a performance visa. And we was in the same queue. I was thinking, I was like, looking at him and um, I was like, look at that. I, I said to Paul, Paul Sevenland at the time, he was, he was with me. I said, look at those wannabes there. And then and he goes, no, that, that's, that's actually Oasis. I was like, bloody hell. Fuck you! I mean, they're not the most approachable, so you couldn't really have no, gone. No. No. <laughs> but that's fucking amazing. Like, obviously, I'm a massive Oasis fan, so it's really amazing for me. But that's fucking wicked. That's almost as good as going to Japan and fighting. Yeah, I know. I went to Japan and bumped into Oasis in Japan. That's fucking incredible. They didn't go to the show, but um, well, yeah. not that you know of. <laughs> well, maybe no, maybe they did. But Liam Gallagher had one one MMA story ever, and it'd be of watching you in Japan. You yeah. don't even. <laughs> right, yeah. Did you go? Did you go to uh, when you know when you went to Japan? Did you go to Rapungi? Yeah. Oh mate, how good is Rapungi? Amazing. Yeah, oh, mate. Yeah, yeah. Mate, Quentin Jackson didn't even go to the show, and I bumped into him out there. Oh mate, Quentin Jackson was a nightmare when we were there, like partying, and then yeah. uh, we went out. So me, uh, Saeed, who's always a nightmare to go out with, oh, me, yeah. Saeed, James, Mark Hunt. Um, Joachim Hansen, there was a guy called James Tahuno who went on and had a good career. Um, he was Mark Hunt's cornerman, like one of his protégés at the time. Oh, but right. he fought in UFC and stuff, James Tahuno. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good, like, a good guy. Um, there was someone else. So we go out. So we go out to get his restaurants and stuff. And uh, this Japanese guy runs out of his restaurant. He's like, ah, James Thompson! James <laughs> And we're like, what the fuck? He's like pushing people off tables to get them to come in and sit down. And I was like, this is fucking insane. So we like yeah. we're walking, we go, we have food, we leave, we go in this bar, Quentin Jackson's already in there on his own, just drinking, <laughs> dancing, like whatever. This is before the fight. This is like the night before the fight or whatever. Like two nights before or something like that. Just dancing on his own, chatting and whatever, just being like rampage, already there before everyone. We turn up and they were like, fuck me. Just like out of blue, rampage is already there and Rapungi. So he went to a Went to a bar there, really nice, like five star, like bar. So we go in, we got in because we like had pride passes and stuff. So go yeah. there. It was wicked. It sang, and then next minute, uh, it's like five in the morning. Said 
pissed. He's like, I'm not going home. I'm going to carry on going out. Let's go. So we go wandering around Rapungi. We find this club. So somebody's like, oh, club, come, come, club. So we go into this elevator, which is in like behind like a, in a greengrocer's or something. So we go in this elevator and we go to like this floor. There's a guy sat in the elevator on a stool. I'm like, something don't feel right here, man. It just done. It's a bit weird. So the elevator doors open, boom, opens. The bar's like leather. And then the room's like red velvety with like, it reminded me of like an old pool hall with like red velvet chairs and that, but like quite upmarket. So we go in. I was like, Saeed, we should just leave. Man. He's like, I'm getting a drink. <laughs> I'm, it's too early to go. I'm like, oh, no. He's like, I want to dance. Like, of course, I'm sober as fuck. So don't drink. So I'm looking around. Next minute, all these Japanese girls are like sitting on people's laps, cuddling them, and that. I was like, okay. <laughs> "This is a naughty bar, like, and it's like it's the back of a fruit market, so it's not like a legit bar. We're in like some yakuza bars." I was like, "Mate, we." He's like, "I've just paid X." I was like, "Well, you paid to get in here." He's like, "Yeah, I had to pay the guy in the lift." I was like, "Who the fuck pays a guy in a lift to go to a bar?" Next minute, we're sat there. Girls are girls are on us straight away, like talk to us or whatever and then Saeed Cotton's on he's like should we go <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's go but then walk into the lobby at like 6 30 in the morning and Fedor and his guys there he beat Mark Hunt with a Kimura we yes. walk in Fedor and that were there sat, his team are sat there grabs us makes us come over and do a shot of vodka I'm like no, like I don't drink what there was no 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 drink. I had to do a shot of vodka. All just a group of Russians just like drink, drink, drink. So I had to do a shot of vodka and stay for five minutes and then sort of like weed your way off, you know? Different world. Different world out there. Oh mate, those were the pride those were the days, right? Yeah. That, that, I mean they were the days when you'd prefer to watch Pride over UFC. Oh I, just the other day I was saying to someone, if they brought back Pride now, that would be my main source of MMA. Yeah, definitely. The quality of fights didn't have to be. The quality of fights didn't even have to be really high. It was just insane. I mean, the, the, the problem is the modern the modern fan now, the people who've just gone to MMA now, they probably wouldn't know, even know who Chuck Liddell is. Yeah. Know, let alone anyone in Pride. So. May I say this to my guys who are up and coming? I say this all the time. I'm like, listen, if you're fighting because your mates want you want to hear your mates call your name and you want to hear people say, oh, so and so, he's a pro MMA fighter and stuff like that. I was like. Listen, people nowadays, if you ask them to name the top five guys, people like Anderson Silva wouldn't be in there. GSP probably won't even get a mention. Like Matt Hughes, I'm like, uh, the only person your career is going to matter to in the end is you. Like, no matter what level you get to, like, in a, in a minute, Conor McGregor is going to be forgot about. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. You, this has got to be about what you want to do. It can't be about achieving, like, just to have people cheer your name and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's true. I mean, but talking talking about Conor McGregor, I mean, it's him who's done this to the sport. He's brought on, on a load of new fans. So yeah, effect, you've got to give it to him. Oh, one hundred percent. He's he's made sport massive now. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. of him, we're getting loads of people watching the sport, which is crazy. You know Great I mean? thing that happened is is the Conor McGregor fans when Nate beat him, they became Nate Diaz fans as well. They weren't just Nate Diaz haters, they became Nate Diaz fans. And then when Habib started beating everyone and they had their like back and forth, those people became Habib fans. So yeah. they've stayed with the sport. He didn't just bring casual MMA viewers who didn't stick with it. But he did make it mainstream, you've got to give him that. Yeah. Hate him or love him, you know, he's, 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 he's turned the sport to what it is, it is today, isn't he, really? 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean it's a. I I was saying, Shaky, if you had the choice, if you could go, if you could be nineteen now, just starting an MMA career, or if you could have the career you've had, which would you choose? Yeah. Uh, so if I could be nineteen and do what? Sorry, say again. Just starting an MMA career now. All the same skill. You got all the same skills that you had, but you're just starting out in MMA now. Or you can you, but you would have never had the career that you've already had. Which one would you choose? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'd probably, I'd probably choose the career I've already had. It's just because I've met loads of good. You know, I've travelled the world. I've, you know, I've. I've got loads of new friends out of it I've, I've met loads of people you know what i mean i had I, 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 I smoked my spare, first spliff with kevin randleman you know Did you? yeah mate yeah and after my shark fights fight you know you went around those house for a barbecue you know what what? I mean? it's crazy isn't it unbelievable <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying but like you know so i, I wouldn't change that for the world do you know what i mean met some oh. great people and done you know doing what I've done really so I, I, I would say the same I wouldn't change it for the world because even if you get to be really well known and famous now we were at the beginning of this shit like exactly I mean I can't your experiences like Randleman smoking your first fucking joint with <laughs> that that's like I'm gonna lay in bed tonight and I'm gonna lay down and think that's fucking amazing. <laughs> I spent my first joint around the bike sheds. Great. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's, um, yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, when I think back to it, I think, fucking hell, I've met a lot of people. I've gone to a lot of places, you know, travelled the world, you know, ticked off loads of countries on my, on my uh, bucket list and uh, for free. And it's, you can do it all as a coach again. Like, it's not yeah, like yeah. you can... But there was... And no one's gonna punch you in the face, and you can make make the most of the free buffet. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, hopefully yeah. it's my son. I'm not gonna force him on people, but hopefully it's him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The most managed fighter. But like, how good is he, Ron? He don't need to be good. I'm gonna pick his fights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but what um. What advice would you give people coming up, mate? Like just starting out now. Look, because I think personally, you and I, we sparred way too much. Uh, we like, I I think what we did is we we were good in that we used to have sessions where we I drive up from Bristol, maybe just be you and me, or me you and one other, and we just do technical stuff. But yeah. nobody's teaching us that. We just charting around. Charting's not here. Let's not punch each other. <laughs> one of them. Uh, um, the advice I'd give now, probably, if, if someone's getting into it now and wants to get a bit more serious into it, do your research on what club you go to. Yeah. That's the first thing. You know, make sure, make sure, you know, you're, you're getting your knowledge from a reputable coach who's been there. Not, not, not actually, you know, I say I've been there and done that, but um, going back to Tony Myers, he's he's probably one of the best Thai boxing coaches I've ever had, but he's never, he's never fought Thai boxing. So. Yeah, I agree. So, so but, yeah. Like it does help usually when the coach has, you know, been there, been in there and done it themselves, and yes. and they've had coaches that have been there. Like you know, they've had good coaches themselves. You know, they come from a good lineage. So yeah, do your research. Do your research before you you get in there and you know just go to any dog shit club. Yes. There's a lot of them about in there, really. A lot of them, like me, yeah. A lot of them, but so yeah, that'd be my advice. Yeah, I mean, 
what 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 do you uh what do you think about the amateur route and pro route now um with in respects of like we never had amateur route yeah exactly um amateur now was like pro back in our day wasn't it pretty much <laughs> yeah pretty much um so yeah i mean like yeah rec- like get the get the get the experience of your amateur definitely definitely 100 million percent because um the last thing you want to do is jump into straight into the pro game like yeah. or, i mean the amateur route for me i always say to people it may not be perfect for everyone it is for 99.9 percent. if you come to me let's say mike grundy as an example right you know mike grundy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, Mike Grundy for me is someone who could go straight pro because he's got an Olympic level wrestling background. Yeah. So work on your striking, you could go straight pro. Or if you've got someone like I don't know, um, what's his name? What's his name? The American guy fights Bellator, boxer Aaron Pico. Okay, yeah, yeah. So Pico could go straight pro because was he a wrestler? Uh, he's a boxer. He? He's a wrestler, but he's a boxer. He used to be um, what's his name? Main sparring partner, um, Miguel. Koto's main sparring partner. Oh, okay. I yeah, I mean, boxing's... Freddie Roach reckons he's world champion if he's stuck at boxing. So, yeah. Aaron Pico's got... he's a re- He is a wrestler, yeah, but he's got high, high-level striking as well. Oh, so, you're yeah. like, right, straight pro. But if you don't have these things, even maybe go and get some boxing bouts under your belt, get some grappling... Yeah, definitely. Do some stuff. Definitely. I, 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 yeah, that's, again, another thing. Yeah, get, get the amateur boxing in, get some tie boxing matches in, get some BJJ matches in. Yeah, doing those little little things help with the nerves, helps with the you know getting used to competing against strangers, basically. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, you're competing against someone you don't know. It's not it's not the same as a gym, is it? You know what I mean? Like you yourself, if I remember correctly, like I always thought you fought a lot better than you did in the gym. That's very very rare for for competitors. Like usually, like I I, I don't think I, I don't think I compete. My, I don't think my uh, level in, in, in competition was nowhere near as good as I was in the gym. I, mean, I think that's a, a perfect appraisal of both of us. I remember Charlie said to me one night, I'd just won. And Charlie sat down with me. He's like, you're an on-the-night fighter, you, aren't you? And yeah. I thought, like, yeah, I probably fucking am. And, like, I just, like, also it was our, like, you're working the door and stuff for me. I yeah. just fucking, I got good training, didn't really want to be there. But someone like yourself always like just always inspiring would always and i remember once i kicked your leg i kicked your knee and i was like oh fuck like a rubber windry i was on the floor with a really bad leg my foot swelled up and that we carried on sparring we did like five or six rounds and then at the end of the session you went yeah it really hurt me but i was never gonna let you let you see it and i thought like that was you you were like in the gym you were like the world i could have never spoke highly enough of you as a fighter in the gym but in the ring maybe seven times out of ten you would go out and you would be that but every now and again i think man you're better than this you're fucking like you know yeah, i mean i mean i mean the fights i mean i've had i've had 40 pro fights one draw 10 losses yeah against top competition not yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not like craig allen's fucking losing against everyone like against top level guys i mean i, I, mean, I think eight of those fights were down to me eight yeah. of those losses were down to me yeah yeah between yeah between about seven eight seven eight of those losses that i lost i think it was my fault why i lost you know what i mean i didn't perform the way i should be performing do you know what i mean and i, I think there are fights 
could should have and could have won. Do you know what I mean? But one of those, isn't it? You know. What I mean? oh, yeah, I'd agree. But you can't oh, like learn. You yeah, like what you that that was your career. You can't fucking. It's not. It's one of those things. You can't be like oh yeah, but in fucking. You gotta let it go because if yeah. you all into it, you can't move on as a fighter, and you're a fighter. So if you harbor your loss, you if you're gonna celebrate your wins, you gotta celebrate your losses. It's that fucking simple. You've got. Because they both mean the same thing, you know. But when you got a loss against someone like Pat Curran, who at the time was the creme de la creme of the division, mm-hmm. it's not you're not losing to Bob, who stepped in last minute. Look, yeah. you you were fighting at the top echelon, and there, for me, there's two people. If you were, if someone would say to me, two people who should have been in UFC, you 100. percent I think your career would have been way better in UFC than it would have been at Bellator, 100. percent um, so you and the other would be Judo Jim Wed. They're the two people I would say it's a travesty that they've never been in the in the USC. What, Jim, what Jimmy had? Did no, Bellator he? never got signed, did he? Uh, no, he must have. No, he obviously didn't. Sorry. I thought that, he had. That would be the two for me, travesty that you're. Or even if he has been, now you've got me questioning. I didn't think. Yeah, he had. I can't remember. I thought you had. But that that's the trial like you two should like that your career should have evolved there, I think, you know? Yeah, no, no. I mean like there were times obviously I, I had an offer from at the time it was WEC. Yes. Yeah. We were but I was in I was still in the contract with Sun Goku. Yeah. I mean, so I had like I had uh, they were interested, they were showing interest and in they they offered me the like a contract and everything, but at the same time, I was in an, an, an exclusive contract with Sengoku, who was going through some tough times with their son, and um, they didn't let me go. So, obviously, that, 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 that opportunity was gone. Uh, they asked another time. Uh, literally, I approached them after that when I, when I became a free agent after shark fights um, and said, You know, I'm free, you know, if you, do you want to sign me. And apparently, at that time, they had too many people on the roster, so they had to get rid of a few people, and then. Uh, so I was kind of a bit limbo, and then you and then Bellator approached me and signed me. Well, Bellator offered me a good, good, good deal, and I was like, uh, yeah. I was an RN, so I kind of took it anyway because I thought oh, I ain't gonna hear from Thingy. Yeah. And then they approached me straight after I'd signed it. I was like, ah, oh, fuck's sake. So it's just the stars didn't align, and the and you know, Bellator screwed you a little bit, I think. Yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? But. It is what it is. It's done. Can you fight the fights you can fight, right? <laughs> so, uh, what do you what are you doing away from fighting? Like, what's your hobbies or interests? I mean, obviously, you've got a very demanding missus who you have to keep happy. Well, yeah, I do now. She's not even in here, but yeah, yeah, no, she's up, she's up deaf at the moment, as you know, she said earlier. But um, yeah, uh, me, mate, I try, I try to do a spot fishing. Oh yeah, I'm shit at it. <laughs> I, can't. That's, I I think that's what fishing is. Like, it's just... yeah, no, I'm at, no, but you you've got these pictures of like big fish, like you're there, like with a massive fish, and I've got like a bream, like, <laughs> a flying bream, like uh, no, I ain't taking a picture of that. <laughs> I've been, of course, a big bream, mind. Uh, I've been, yeah, I've been fishing since I was four as well. You got to remember, yeah. So, but you've caught some big bream. Yeah. Very you... little fuckers. Yeah. They... <laughs> Make this if ever any time I catch a bream is a disappointment, but yeah, I hate it. no, I, I, uh, it is a disappointment, but I, you know, I just got to uh, get uh, what sort of fishing are you doing? What sorts of course, are you doing carp fishing or I'm trying to do carp fishing, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to do that, but I never catch any carp. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I have the odd occasional carp, but oh, 
screaming eels. <laughs> Where are you fishing? Fucking in a puddle by the looks of it. Nah. Um, there's some local lakes around here. They're pretty good. Like I see people like next to me like pulling out massive carps and stuff. I'm like, yes, there's loads in this swim. I'm gonna go for it. Then I pull out a bream. <laughs> hey, we'll have so, to yeah, go. That. <laughs> um, when this shit's over, we'll go. We'll get. We'll go and do a, an well, overnight. We'll do 24 hours somewhere. Yeah. Can you like take me through like a beginner course? Because uh, I need to. I think I need to relearn. I, I like because I used to go fishing a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. And then, I stopped it, obviously, with the fighting and stuff. Yeah. And then I got back into it. So I bought, like, a, a budget starter kit from eBay, like, carp kit. <laughs> <laughs> it's done me well. Catching bream. Yeah? Perfect yeah. for catching bream. Yeah, it's meant to catch and bream. But it's done me well the first couple of times I went, and I got real chuffed, like, yes, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I caught two carps. I'm doing well. You know what I mean? But then ever since then, I haven't caught one since. Sure. <laughs> Mate, no, we'll go 100%. I'll take you just so that you can catch the bream and they won't come to me. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Mate, listen, you live right by the Cotswolds. Like, no. it's the best carp fishing in the country, probably. No, I shit. fish out all I, the time. Because I don't catch anything. Mate, I got, um, I'll, we'll go to a place I went recently. I, a lot of the time, I'll go and I'll hire a lake exclusively because then, like, four or five of us hire a lake exclusively. You know, you ain't got. People all over the place, you know. But we'll go. We'll do a twenty-four hour somewhere. You yeah. got a bivy in that? Sorry. You got a bivy and stuff, a tent and everything. Well, no, I'll, get, I'll buy one though. Yeah, but I'm there anyway. We're going. I'll, this is it. If we can fish through lockdown, which we're not sure yet, we'll do. We'll go fishing. Yeah. Down, right? I didn't know you would start fishing. Wanna, even if you catch a fish, I just want to take a picture of a car. <laughs> even if you catch it and I take the picture of it and just take the credit, at least. You know I, I mean? have a Photoshop. I'll just send you some other pictures of mine that I'm in both. It's perfect. I don't have to go out in the cold. <laughs> That's the worst. You're in the lake and everything. I noticed that in your pictures. You're like actually in the lake. Depends what lake it is and what fish they are. Some lakes I fish. Some lakes I fish and they'll say that the fish aren't allowed to be out of the water for pictures because they're like... So some lakes I fish will be like maybe only 50, 60 fish in the whole lake. I thought you were spearfishing. Big lake. Like, huh? I thought you were spearfishing. <laughs> I, I don't like this cross sport where you're diving and fishing at the same time yeah no I, oh, mate I just want to catch a car that's all mate I've blacked it like a double hander not like a single handed one <laughs> a double hander a double hander like something that I have to carry in two hands a turn into the tables all the effort you put in helping me get good at fighting I'll put back into helping you get good at fishing yeah blank a lot mind i just don't post any pictures of when i've blanked <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> these pictures aren't that great yeah. fish or it's not as exciting either that or you've got small hands so you make it look good <laughs> i wish i had small hands <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um because that the other thing i knew that you were like into a lot hip-hop and concerts right oh, yeah, i love that yeah yeah yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But you're, and there's been no f***ing concerts this year Oh, the Liquor Swords, Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, that was like always. You were posting like you and um, JP were going to like a, a concert or something, but yeah, then yeah, yeah. now nothing. No, we had we had we had a massive one lined up there. Gods of Rap, Gods of yeah. Rap, like Wu Tang Clan. There was the Locks. Everyone was there. Like, yeah, that. I'm oh, mate. I'm I'm well into that. Big into that. Still your thing, yeah. Yeah, still it. Still love it. Yeah. What's your uh, 
what's your go-to for me the my the, the album that got me into rap and i'm not i am a rap fan but the album that got me into it so it'll probably always be my favorite will either will be blackout album and then right two, 2001 would maybe slot in there against it like blackout yeah. was yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, um, I mean, I just like all the, I just like all like the the late two thousands, uh, uh, the the nineties and the late two thousands. That's that's me. That's me all over. That is. I mean, there's there's not many there's not many rappers nowadays uh, that I like. Do you know what I mean? I, I, the modern the modern. Yeah. Gr- well, the thing is, as well, now with grime and drill and shit like that, like I like. I listen to it like my nephew's massively into rap and hip hop. Mate, his nineties collection is unbelievable. You you'll speak to him about anyone. You're like, oh no, that was that. That's this song. It was released on this date. He's like twenty one. Just his rap is unbelievable, honestly. But he likes a lot of grime and stuff as well. I listen, and every time, even if I like it, I'm like, it's not quite rap though. It's not like yeah, yeah. It's not the same, is it? It's not the same. But so, what would be your album? What's your go-to? If you could have one rap album, oh, I don't know. Two pack, two. You can't go wrong with two pack. You know what I mean? I like, I like you all. Like Biggie. I don't know. Like, you know, I'm. You know, I don't want to get in between those two. You know, you know, I like them both. I like them both. It's hard. It's hard one to pick. The Wu Tang, Wu Tang Clan, Thirty Six Chambers. That's again. That's another big album for me. Yeah, Liquid Source, the album, the T-shirt I'm wearing now, is from the Wu Tang Clan. This. Again, that's a really good album. Loads, I mean, that's loads, mate. Like, I, I, I can name one. Loads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I was uh, yeah, no, I was gutted when it, when lockdown happened because obviously I was, I had loads of gigs lined up and everything. A lot of them come to Bristol as well. Yeah, there's some we we look. People don't realise. Bristol's like a mac a mecca for like for music and stuff. Like yeah. drum and bass started here. Like dr- jungle and drum and bass started in Bristol, Ronnie and then we got, yeah Ronnie size. Then we got obviously the St Paul's Carnival. Plus we've got big stadiums where other people well not big but like O2 Academy would host places, host yeah. things where, where other gigs where other little local areas couldn't. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I went up I've seen like Naz in Bristol, Mob Deep in Bristol. I've seen quite a few people and and read a meth there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. it's wicked. It's a wicked place to live, really. Like it is a. Wicked yeah, no, place. I used to like come there Bristol a lot. To be fair, I mean, obviously, I'd spend most most of my time down in Bristol. I mean, yeah. There are training sessions. We just go and get a Jamaican. Yeah, mate. It's some balls, Afro delights. It's, yeah, that's the same cause, and then then off to your mum's to chill for a bit before I end off to teach. Yeah, those were the days, mate. And then you used yeah. to teach over a bath, so. You'd uh, I remember well, we both used to teach it. Um, uh, David Lloyd as well, so yes. sort of alternate. It wasn't David Lloyd then, was it? No, it was called um, Next Generation, wasn't it? It was Next Gen, Next Gen South yeah. Mead, Next Generation South Mead, and then so we'd do that, we'd get some food or whatever, we'd get Jamaican, yeah, exactly. you'd come back to mine, you'd maybe teaching that night, or I'd maybe teaching. Sometimes you'd listen, I'm not coming down, can you teach? And we'd alternate, but then you started yeah. to in bath and i was like well like if ron is here so i used to come down and we teach together and i remember once there was a kid and he stunk and you're like wes if you're gonna we won't say no names just in case you You were like wes if you're gonna teach me you gotta tell the kid he stinks tell him what to watch 
I was like, what? How are we going to do that? You're like, yeah, tell everyone. You had to tell everyone about the hygiene and stuff. And I was like, fucking hell, Ron. <laughs> like, yeah. And I remember at the end of the class, I had to be like, um, listen, guys, uh, we all train together. Um, hygiene's really important. So make sure if you've had a hard day at work or anything, you wash before. And I can just remember you sitting next to me, like, sniggering. Like, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't a public talker, mate. No, <laughs> I'll talk to anyone if I'm teaching someone to punch someone in the face, but I've got to tell them to wash over to Wes. <laughs> oh, mate, you fucking stank as well. Yeah, it was a bad one. I always remember that. Oh, mate. Ugh. And I used to turn up 10 minutes late just so I didn't have to put the mats out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they had to put the mats out, didn't they? Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> So, mate, what's uh before we shoot off? What's your plans now? Then we're locked down. What are you gonna do? What's you gonna quizzes? Obviously, I will get on them for you, mate. Yeah, just uh, wait quizzes, mate. To be fair, uh, not not. I don't know. It's just obviously I've got to try and stay clear of um doing anything myself because obviously the missus is vulnerable. Yeah. Don't want to get the mutated version of the COVID. Um. Yeah, just I don't know. Really, just just do what I can. Just just. Yeah, films. Busy doing nothing, really. Yeah. Uso, I tell what we do, actually. I tell you what we're going to do. Predictions for upcoming UFCs, because okay. i ne- never done these. And what I might do, actually, is I might start doing like a uh, a little breakdown of UFCs afterwards if we're still locked yeah. down. So I'll get you back on afterwards, and we'll break down the UFC. Okay. Just a little 30-minute. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Well, Let's talk about what have we got coming up. Max Holloway's next fight. Yeah, who's he fighting again? He's fighting. Um... Oh, what's his fucking name? First of all, do you think he lost or beat Volkanovski? I beat. I thought he beat Volkanovski. I was at, I was in Abu Dhabi at the time, wasn't I? We was watching. Me and Nad were watching it from the bedroom. Yeah. Can you believe we haven't even spoke about Nad with this whole whole podcast? Pardon? I can't believe we haven't even spoke about Nad in this whole podcast. I was just when you mentioned Nad, then I thought to my head, like, how has he not come up? Yeah. Well, let's, let's do a nad section, otherwise you'll message, get in the arm. Yeah, it <laughs> In all fairness, nad is one of the guys who made me think, man, I should just, maybe it's over for me. Not, like, I mean, well, just, sparring uh, with him. yeah, well, no, like, like <laughs> sparring with him, like, you know, I'll, I'll spar with anyone, we've been there, we've done it, and it's always hard with nad, but... He just loves it. It was everything to him. He wouldn't. Oh. He don't care if he didn't have a hobby. He didn't care if. I mean, he wouldn't watch that much MMA. He just loved competing and training and getting better. And then you're like, now you can't spot every session. Yeah, that Iranian sort of hardness to him, didn't he? Yeah. So that made me think. I was like, you know what? Like, there's people out there who are 21, 22 who are who are like this. Like, I'm even if I come back and fight, I'm not going to be like this cunt. I'm going to still want to go fishing. Yeah. Do you, do you think he'd ever come back and do it? I don't know if I want him to. Because I think, for me, I think... Uh, oh, you, I'm on that. You. Uh, me? Yeah, not, not him, you. Do you think you'll ever come back? Listen, this is the reason I'm not retired. Yeah, that's the thing. Offer me a fight in Japan, I'll take it against anyone. Yeah. Offer me a um, offer me big money, I'll take it, or offer me something exciting. Let's say something happened and the UFC needed someone to stand in on this. I'll sign a one fight contract just to fight there, you know, just to fight there. Or anybody at any weight in Japan, 
I'm going. I just want to fight in Japan. So I wouldn't say I'm retired, but uh, I'm certainly not a professional MMA fighter at the moment. Yeah, fair is, fair is. Makes yeah. sense? Nah. But Nad, though, on the other hand, I was chatting to him about fighting the other day, and he's like, oh, it's going to be nice to, like, oh, just do some stuff with the family. I'm building a little shed out in my back garden. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want you to fight again. I was like, I want you to now have a life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was his life. Do something now. <laughs> I, mean, I don't understand. That was his life. That is his life. That is his life. That's fucking... And that's what made me think. Like, I can't... I can't be him. He's, like... He loves it. He eats, sleeps, breathes, fucking... Like... Yeah. Literally, I've gone in the gym. We started, tra- we started, like, yeah, we'll spar a bit. She was like, I ain't got gun. She was like, no, neither of us. I was like, all right, then we'll spar. Next minute, it's turned into a spar. None of us got gun shields. I got split lips. He's got split lip. Afterwards, we're sat in the cage and he's like, yeah, we, we, can't, we, can't, we can't do that, mate, anymore. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> I, oh, I said, let's not spar. <laughs> Oh, mate, we've had some cracking sessions, me and Matt. Yeah, he's fucking nuts. Yeah, I remember some... once you clipped him at Olympians, right? Me and Paul Reed are sparring. You clipped Nad, and he wobbled through mine and Paul's spar. That like wobbled to the side foot. Me and Paul stopped, and Nad went through. I looked at you. You were like, "Oops, head kick." I think you might call. Maybe you were like, "Oops." And then I look at Nad, and he stumbled. I caught him. He's like, "No, I'm all right. I'm yeah. all right." Oh, he wanted to carry. I was like, "Nad," uh, and he's caught me as well. Mate, yeah. it's, like we've sparred, he's caught me. I've he's wobbled me. I've wobbled him. It's, yeah, yeah. We had some good, we had some good spars to be fair, and and like if 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 uh, if I was to ever come back, I'd need that. I'd need to do that just to get my just to have a bit of a reality check. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like there's one. If if you come back, you have to have what we used to have. I think exactly. Not every day when you haven't got a fight even coming up. I don't think, but like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We need, we would need that, and Nad would. I wouldn't do this without saying to someone, Nad, I need you, man. I got a fight coming. Like when Nad's had fight coming up, I'd give brain cells for him to get to a fight. I'd need that from him, you know. Oh, mate, you know he's always there for you. Anyways, if you ask him, he's he's there. He loves it. Yeah, he loves it, mate. He fucking loves it. No, no, we, no, he's 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 definitely got my respect. He's he's he's. Oh yeah, there's no no choice about it. You don't get like I don't think of myself as being hard. That's not what I am. I like to fight. Genuinely, genuinely hard without with or without the MMA skills. Yeah, so two people, Nad and Paul Reed, are just hard men. Like Paul looked in the best shape of his life in, life in his last fight. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> He's on the Alistair Overeem diet or something, in mate. He's fucking looks. He looks a mess, doesn't he? He, he reminds me of. Um... Willie from fucking uh, The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> because you know when Willie takes his top off, he's all yeah. that was cool. Because all he does is teach, so he lives in the gym, he's in great shape. But like them two, they're two people who like when when a fight gets fighting, if we start to trade, I'm always thinking, right, avoid getting hit, find a way, make a cut an yeah. angle. Like Paul and that get hit and they're like, right, we're fucking fighting then, are you? And yeah. I say to people, like people say to me, oh, you're hard. I'm like, no, no. I know some really hard people. Yeah, I know to avoid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, so right, anyway, predictions. Right, we've got Holloway versus Qatar. Oh mate, that would be that's a cracking fight. That Qatar's good, mate. Like, yeah, he's really he's, good. He's a mover. He just moves around he, and he, he he's in and out. Um but 
Holloway on another. Uh, uh, he's he's he just. Uh, when do you, when do you bet against Holloway? It's hard. It's yeah. Hard. You know what I mean, but um, but watching Kaz's last couple of fights, mate, he's been looking wicked. Yeah. I've been looking main events here. Let me try and see what we've got for uh for Is a that... fight. Uh? Is that this weekend? No, 20th, isn't it? Oh, hang on. Is it? The, uh, no, 16th. 16th. Um, but the, so for me, I'd pick Holloway in that fight. Mm. Because yeah. I would bet against him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to wait as well. Just because he's, he's been there with tougher opponents. Yeah. Um, the I think that's the main event's the only like one. Yeah, like Tom Breeze is co-main on that event, so it's not really got a few. Who's Tom Breeze fighting on that? Tom Breeze has got uh, Omari Akhmedov. Mm. Always right. the Russian name. Tom Breeze has had some psychological problems, hasn't he, in his last few fights? Yeah. So yeah, he's a beast. When he's what, on a jab. what a jab! He's a, yeah, he's been training with uh, uh, Joby Joby Clayton, yeah, who, uh, who now trains Anthony Joshua, yeah. and he used to train us back at Trojan years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Joby is all about the boxing. He fucking got a wicked like he, he, like he could break down a one-two like no man. Like yeah. he, he can make a one-two sound a lot more technical than it than, than it is. Honestly, yeah. he's so good. Um, as a coach, so Tom Breeze, if he's on form, if his head's right, I think Tom Breeze. Yeah, it just depends the wrestling. What the because Tom's really good on the floor, but if you've got one of those Russians led on top of you, those Dagestanis tying you up, it's not like normal yeah. wrestling, is it? That's the, yeah, that is the problem. Um, I'm just gonna go for Tom Breeze because it's more, it's more about who I'm gonna go with. Um, just because I, I he's a top lad, and and I and if his head's right, I think he could beat a lot of people. Do you know what I mean? I'd agree. I'd go Tom as well. And the next one would be, this is a good fight. Uh, Mike Grundy, Nick Lentz. Because Nad, Nad was... Uh, Meant to fight Lentz. going to fight Lentz, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, I think... I, I, I just think Grundy's going to come and stuck against people... Uh, come, you know, against people who's... They're, they're proper American wrestlers. I mean, like, well, last time his, his wrestling didn't help him at all in his last fight, and that wasn't against a very high-level top American wrestler. That's what I'm saying. So, like, the, the American wrestlers, uh, I mean, he, he uses his wrestling to his advantage at the moment. Um, yes. I think it's going to be a bit hard for him when he comes up against a good re- American wrestler. Yeah. And so, Nick, Nick Lentz is in your face as well, so that makes Nick, it... Yeah, and he's, he's, been there, he's been there with, like... Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to say I'd take Lentz probably on that one, but I don't want to get a bet against Mike because he's a nice guy. Yeah, to be fair, I've not met him, but I've, I've you know we crossed paths in, in before, and yeah, he's a nice guy. To be fair. Yeah, he's a nice. Guy. Um, after that upcoming fights, this is a quick one though. Kiesa Magni, I don't need to make a prediction on that one because it's tough, but that's going to be a good fight. Don't let that slip under the radar. Kiesa yeah. Magni is a great fight. That's on like a um what Ki- fight? Oh, come here, uh, Ch- Chimiev, whatever his name is. Chimaev? Yeah. Who did you say? No, Neil Magny and Michael Chiesa. Oh, yeah, yeah, Michael Chiesa, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, that'd be a good fight. Chiesa's, Chiesa looks good, man, at Welterweight. I, yeah, I like him. I, I think that's a, uh, I think that's a cracking fight. I wouldn't, yeah. couldn't pick, I couldn't pick a winner of that fight. 
And uh, then we move on to Poirier and McGregor. I think McGregor's going to win that. Not yeah. Lie. Yeah, I just, I, you know what? His, his striking's too slick. You know what I mean? His striking's just too slick. He's southpaw. He's, he's, you know, Poirier's good, but he's, he's just, he's too rugged for McGregor. Yeah, I think uh, the thing is, this is the only thing. Poirier's got a little bit of quit in him. Um, I see. I saw that against Habib. It was more like I just I can't win this. I'm fucking like oh. like you're a very high level grappler, and someone takes yeah. your sinks your rear naked in without any defense, like no no arm on the arm. I mean, even if you've only got one arm, the second anything comes across your neck, you're defending that choke, right? Yeah. yeah. It didn't happen, and also when he got clipped against McGregor, listen, whenever whenever people get clipped against McGregor, it sort of goes to pot, but. He did sort of look like he was like, oh, fuck this. Yeah, and that was a jab. I think, if I remember correctly, that was a jab, wasn't it? Like one of his little short right over the top jabs, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, to be fair, I think McGregor, the way, the way he beat him last time, I think he's going to, maybe it might last a little bit longer, but I think McGregor's going to take him. Yeah. Like, depends what McGregor shows up. Like, if he's yeah. really for a run or if he's just getting, thinking of the payday. Yeah. But... Who, who do you think out of uh, Logan Paul and Mayweather? What are you trying to think of a rang that Mayweather stops him or? I was thinking, you know, Logan might have a advantage just being bigger than that. <laughs> do you think Logan? Do you think he hits his artist Canelo or um, uh, fucking De La Hoya? Who? Logan Paul? Yeah. I, apparently so. He, he's apparently, apparently, according to his brother Jake Paul, he's mint. What do you make of this fucking situation with uh, the YouTube? He's probably going to get paid more than what he did in the McGregor fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. There's mega money, and like for me, I'd just get paid, just just get beaten up for half a bill. <laughs> mate, there's not a man on this planet I wouldn't fight for five hundred grand. They they don't exist. Any weight, any rules, five hundred grand. So if you're chucking tens of millions, like people are slating them, and I'm like, look, this is the thing about Logan Paul. He's gonna train like he's a professional boxer, even though he's really not. He's gonna train really hard, yeah. but and then he's gonna raise millions of dollars and have a fight and make millions of dollars, like. Exactly. Listen, do I think it's good for boxing? No. Do I think it's good for Logan Paul Mayweather? Yeah. 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 So it's a close fight on this, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. No. I, yeah. I can't see. I can't see Logan Paul. I think he, he might. He might last a couple of rounds just just due to his size and Mayweather. Mayweather. Yeah. Do you think Logan Paul would beat Conor McGregor in a boxing match? Of course he wouldn't. No, not no. And listen, at no point that may that Conor McGregor fight could have been over in the third round. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so yeah, definitely, definitely. I'd, I'd like to see um, like Conor go against someone like Canelo or, or Pacquiao. That'd be even though McGregor, even though oh, sorry, McGregor Mayweather's better in terms of boxing skill, but it's a fight. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like Canelo is just going to hurt him. Oh, mate. I'd bid for his life in that fight. Yeah, Canelo would fucking absolutely hurt him, you know? Mm-hmm. 
you'd need someone like so, if Lemonchenko was a bit bigger, someone like that would be a good fight because you'd work the angles and it'd be movement, it'd be really nice to watch for a round or two. Talking about boxing, did you see the the Luke Campbell and Garcia fight? What a body shot, mate! But look at the, the, the knockdown Luke Campbell had. So for me. I, the next day, I said to, to Ross Dunsford, who used to be one of my striking coaches, I said to him, Luke Campbell lost that fight. He, he, he gave the fight away because it's like when he dropped him, he should have thought, hang on, I can fucking do this. But he was still so tentative and so like, it's like he expected to lose. Crazy. Well, he probably was putting that. Obviously, that, that Brian Garcia is a poster boy, isn't he? So Yeah. But I think with his style... You can only rely on those fast hands for a certain amount of time. Like you've got no footwork and you don't move your head. Like exactly, exactly. But a good knockdown he had though in round two. Lovely shot. Yeah. Lovely shot. Yeah. Body shot, mate. Sounded like that drum that they used to beat at the beginning of Pride. Oh, mate. (laughs) When those fireworks. Yeah. Mate, listen, I'm going to let you go. Um, it's been wicked. I can't believe we've waited this long. Um, say hello to the missus for me, and I'll see you both on a quiz sometime this week or so. Uh, the best with the pregnancy, etc. And this is my plan. When we get a decent UFC, we'll break it down. It's 30 minutes. We'll talk about the main event and co. You and I, first one. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, brother. Nice one. Stay there. I'll, I'll hang up on this, and then you and I will say goodbye in person. Um, yeah.